Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, we've got two very special guests today. We are talking to Kylie Wilhelm and Terry Fritch of Lifetime Swim, North Carolina. Terry, Kylie, how are you doing today? Great. Good afternoon, Coleman. Thanks for having us. Great to sit down and talk with you all. Um, I've been to North Carolina a myriad of times, and uh, you know, lifetime swim North Carolina might just have to be my next practice and pancakes when I'm back in the great state of North Carolina. But uh, I'm I'm excited to talk to you guys today. Everyone has had a different experience in in the past twelve to fourteen months of training, competing, and uh, we we noticed you Kylie, uh, because at 16 years old, you dropped a huge PB over two seconds, the hundred meter backstroke, uh, in March to get your wave two Olympic trials cut. So we're going to talk about training. We're going to talk about racing today. Um, but let's just start with a, a pretty overarching question of in the last year, um, for you all at lifetime and maybe Terry, we could start with you. Uh, how, what has looked different in terms of just training and adjustments you've had to make in practices? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in in end of August, middle of August, you know, I transitioned from Swim Mac, being the head coach of Swim Mac, and moving over to Lifetime Swim Team, uh, and it was it was a great transition um, and and resetting some goals, focusing on coaching, and then obviously connecting with Kylie and, and having a great opportunity. Uh, they've been really, really supportive. So when we transitioned over there and, and started our training, um, it, it was a good opportunity for Kylie and, and her parents and I to sit down and set what is going to be our, sh- our short course season goals. Uh, what are the events are we going to focus on? Um, what are we going to focus on in March? What are we going to focus on December? And then how do we create that season plan and, and the ability to have a different environment? We kind of were able to look at it in, in a couple of different ways from our dry land opportunities to all the great opportunities that we had at Lifetime in Charlotte. Uh, how are we going to focus on the different parts of the season, our training, and then our events? And then from there, just, you know, great opportunities, get, getting going in our practices. Kylie did a really great job of being consistent and working hard and staying focused uh, throughout the season, even with, you know, the, the ebbs and flows of COVID. Um, and we were lucky enough to, to show up in March at a great facility down in Char- Charleston and, and have a great have a great meet. Yeah. And, and Kylie, maybe starting all the way back, you know, a, a year ago in March or just over a year ago, you know, how, how, how did COVID affect your training at that time? And then again, how did how did the training kind of change again um, when Terry came in uh, to Lifetime Swim? Um, Well, in March, when all the pools closed down, um, I had a few weeks where I was just trying to do a lot of dry land. Um, And then we were able to find a pool in South Carolina to swim at. And then 
um, things started opening back up again. And so I just had to get used to socially distanced practices. Um, and then we joined Lifetime, um, like Coach Terry said, um, I we sat down and we really like made some goals and it really helped me um, to stay focused in my training. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, so th that seems very productive. Um, you mentioned you joined Lifetime in August. What was, what was appealing at that time about uh, Lifetime Swim for you in particular, Kylie? Um, well, I've been swimming with Coach Terry for about three years, I think, four. Yeah, three, yeah. Uh, four years. So um, just with all the inconsistencies with COVID and everything, I didn't want to um, lose Coach Terry. So I decided to join Lifetime. Yeah. And, and kind of same question for you, Terry, what, what made lifetime an appealing choice for you to land as a coach? Yeah. So, uh, when we started over there, it was an opportunity of the, the pools were open, but the facility was not, and it was just an opportunity to kind of figure out what my next goals were and, and have an opportunity to jump in. And they were very gracious to give us, an, you know, some pool, pool, uh, space, and then after I started speaking with uh, the regional pool manager and uh, the CEO and, and the general manager and starting to see kind of what their ideas were and, and the great resources and the support that they wanted to, to give, not only Kylie and myself, but to, to build a, a really great uh, opportunity for a team there uh, for all levels of swimmers. It just, it just felt like the right place. So after a lot of discussions and, and meeting all levels of staff and having, and having those conversations and what they stand for and their mission. And again, just the, the great resources and the great support. It was a, it was a no brainer uh, for us to kind of say, Hey, let's plant our flag here and not only accomplish the goals that we set out, but then start building a, a, a really great program that can serve as Charlotte from the eight and unders all the way up to uh, the highest level swimmer uh, that, that really wants to compete to the highest level, whether that's college level or uh, also, you know, lucky for us, Kylie uh, grabbing an Olympic trial cut. Yeah. And, you know, so you made the transition to lifetime swim. Can you take me through training that fall? And, you know, it sounds like uh, you mentioned the, the pools were open. Um, you had access, but what adjustments did you had have to make uh, due to due to the pandemic, especially considering, um, you know, just compared to a normal season? Right. Um, well, the probably the biggest thing I had to get used to was training by myself because um, I was all alone at Lifetime for a while until December when some college teammates came back and swam with me. So just getting used to like a few months of just practicing on my own and really challenging myself without other people to compete against in practice was difficult, but I just had to learn how to do that. And then the other thing would be um, in dryland, I really focused on strength and just getting stronger. And um, I really liked that because I was able to see myself getting stronger, which gave me more confidence about my training and my swimming. And 
Kylie, you know, practicing by yourself, I think every swimmer's done it from time to time and they know how hard it can be, but I don't know how many swimmers have done it consistently for weeks or months at a time. Um, how, how did you kind of adjust or get used to that? Yeah, well, for a while we'd been, I had done a few practices by myself before, um, but I think just going back to my goals and really reminding myself why I was at practice um, and just focusing and remembering to stay consistent and working hard every day. And during the fall, what was the practice schedule like for you? Uh, we did a lot of morning practices um, just because I preferred that. And then there were some doubles. Um, what do you think, Coach Terry? Yeah, so I think from a from our approach and kind of my philosophy as a coach, um, I, I really appreciate stepping stones. And, and we did have some fantastic goals, but I didn't want the goals to overtake the idea of the process. And being so young still, you know, the, it, we could fall into that trap to go, hey, we got some really great goals. We need to be practicing uh, nine practices a week plus dry lands and, and those sort of things. Um, and we really kind of stayed true to where we were as, as an age level, where we were from, from what we needed as an individual um, and then what does that growth look like? So, uh, mornings were preppable for her. And so we, as, as the amount of practices, we did, uh, six practices, six traditional practices, which were our two hour practices. And then we added one double, uh, for most of the school year. And that was usually anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half. Um, and then she had three, uh, three dry land trainings. So from a standpoint of a practice water time, um, we really kept it in check with where we were as a swimmer age. And what we tried to do was make sure we utilized our time the best that we could instead of trying to add more time and, and chase, chase you know, the high level goals. I really love that philosophy that that seems like a, very healthy approach to take, um, not only physically, but just mentally and emotionally too. Um, <clears throat> that Kylie, I mean, did, did you feel the effects of while having big goals, just not, not having a lot of pressure to necessarily reach those at any, at any specific point? Yeah, I, um, for me, I really just tried to think less about the times I was trying to make and just more about swimming fast and really enjoying that. And um, I really loved our double days because the hour practice that Coach Terry mentioned, that was technique. And I, I really loved like focusing on um, just like the technical aspect of my swimming and making my strokes efficient. Nice. And so, so then moving forward, I know you mentioned <clears throat> At some point, uh, some college swimmers came home and you got training partners and, you know, question for both of you, but you know, how did that, obviously that probably changed the dynamic a little bit. So can you tell me about that shift? Um, so when the college swimmers came home, they, we really focused on building a team environment that was really positive and, um, 
just we've really tried to make a group environment where we could swim fast together as a team and they really understood that you know coming from college teams and stuff so that was really fun and now we're trying um now that we're growing bigger um for long course season we're trying to carry that on what do you think coach cherry Yep, I think uh, one of the one of the good things is is again when we made that transition and and committed to uh, being part of Lifetime and them welcoming us is how do we how do we continue to build a great swim team not just a great individual and so when swimmers uh, started whether it was from college or or other year round swimmers started transitioning uh, to Lifetime. Uh, one of our goals was is to make sure that we're just not uh, transitioning, you know, high level swimmers, but great people. Um, Lifetime has has a great, uh, great aquatic uh, site from swim lessons to uh, developmental swimmers to then some year round swimmers that are still working and, and growing. And we wanted to be a whole team, not just two halves of a team or one person or, or that sort of thing. So as swimmers started transitioning, it was really important for us to, to connect as a team and understand how do we support not only getting better ourselves, but how do we support our, our teammates? And it's just been a great step-by-step -step transition with the swimmers that have transitioned over. And as we're growing, um, just trying to figure out how do we stay connected and keep the main thing, the main thing, which is um, focusing on our technical progression and our teammates um, as we add different personalities. And so from, from the winter until let's say March, uh, how has that, how have you added teammates, different personalities have, you know, have you added more high school level swimmers, college level swimmers? What does that look like for the team? Yeah. From a, from a USA swimming year round perspective, uh, most of the swimmers that transitioned during that time were, were high school swimmers. And fortunately enough, uh, it, there was, there's probably, I would say we added about eight, um, from that December time to March time and just lucky enough to get one really great human beings and, and people and swimmers. And then two, they were mostly futures, winter juniors type level swimmers. And then our college, we had a couple of division one college kids coming home and it created a really nice uh, competitive atmosphere and with some great unity uh, during those three months. And Kylie, again, can you describe how getting getting more and more additions to the team kind of affected your personal training? Um, yeah, I just think um, going from swimming by myself and trying to compete with the clock in my own like times to getting like people to swim against was really good for me. Um, and I really enjoy when we go to meets now. It's not just me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I just, we try to have fun. We try to cheer for each other. Um, and I'm really excited. Yeah. And, to come. and I mean, training with a group of uh, eight, 10, 10 to 15, is that, 
ballpark? Yeah, we're we're now up to uh, somewhere around 20, 13 and overs, including some graduating seniors and some college kids now. Okay. So it, it seems like kind of getting into the range of a normal top level group, but, but maybe still on the smaller side. Um, so Terry, I'll start with you as a coach, coaching a group that, like you said, has a nice competitive feel to it. Um, a really positive culture, but again, it's still pretty intimate. Um, what is that like for you, especially coming from swim Mac where, you know, they're, they're kind of known for having a lot of kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's definitely a different environment and I think both have positive negatives. Um, so from that standpoint, there was a lot of great things that we did at swim Mac and, and a lot of success. Um, and switching to, like you're saying, a little more intimate, um, the ability to get on deck and really engage with every swimmer. And it's not even just in the pool. You know, they come in, they're there probably 10 to 15 minutes early. We're sitting around and talking about our day or talking about something funny or, you know, roasting on somebody you know, that, you know, that's something funny. So just ability to sit and have, you know, 15 minutes before practice of connecting with each swimmer individually before we jump in the water um, about different things besides just swimming has just been really, really fun and awesome. And so when we do get into the water, um, there's, there's that opportunity. Now we can engage into swimming. We can engage into our technical aspects. Um, we can stop at times and work on some things where sometimes when you're in a biggest atmosphere, the, the, what the, the sets, uh, drive what you're doing, maybe not uh, an individual need. Like when you see three or four people struggling with something, you could stop and say, Hey, we're going to take about 10 or 15 minutes and we're going to work on this and not necessarily go, Hey, we're, we're stopping only for three or four and not, and it may not affect the other 20 um, in, in that sense. So I think there's a connection part of it. And then there is the ability to um, create practices where each individual is going to get something out of it, some sort of growth effort out of it and feel like, Hey, this is either my sweet spot or this is something I'm working on and, and can have that connection. And then Kylie, similar, you know, you, you went from a swim Mac, which again, uh, assuming was, was a pretty big group and then to buy yourself and then to kind of this 15 to 20, um, person group. Um, how, how, how do you feel about that shift and then ultimately where you're at right now with about 20 other athletes to, to practice with? Yeah. Um, I think leaving Mac was really hard. Um, cause I've been there for, or I was there for at least 10 years, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so when we left, it was hard because I was all alone at meets and I felt that was really difficult. Um, but now that we have more people, it's really fun to go to meets. Um, and there's like a lot of cheering. We're like really supportive. Um, so that was probably the, the most different thing for me, I think. Yeah, totally makes sense. And let's, let's get to this meet the 2021 MOC championship finale. I hope <laughs> I'm saying that right, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we highlighted it, uh, on swim swam about a month ago now, um, for the, for our top girls performances of that meet, 
you were the first one to come up. Um, you, you dropped 2.25 seconds uh, in your 100-meter backstroke, clocked, it, clocked a 009, qualified for wave two of Olympic trials. Um, coming into that meet, Kylie, did, was that a goal of yours? And, uh, and how did you feel about that swim overall? So the swim was on a Friday and it was a time trial. Um, and then the short course events, which were the main focus of my meet were on Saturday and Sunday. So my thought was, our, we were thinking when we went into the meet that it would just be a good like warm up to get my jitters out before I did my short course events the next day. So I was really, um, not focused on the time. I was more focused on just swimming fast and like having fun swimming like a, in a mixed um, time trial event. Uh, so I was really surprised that I got it. Um, and it, we just had a lot of fun that day. It was, it was pretty cool. Uh, so, so we're, we're not expecting it. It was in a time <laughs> trial. The meet wasn't even long course. Uh, I'm, I'm learning so much right now. <laughs> and, and how do you feel like the rest of the meet went then after that for the short course swims? Um, well, I was really excited about my two back. I did really well in that. I dropped four seconds. Um, yeah, I just think just starting off well on a meet is just so much fun because I feel like the momentum just really carries you forward to having success for the rest of the days. Yeah, that, that, that seems like a pretty good start to any meet I would imagine. Um, and then Terry, you know, same thing coming into the meet, what, what were you kind of thinking? Did you have th thoughts on how you thought Kylie would swim? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I'd say this, you know, when we sat down and planned and we talked about what our focuses were going to be, we always knew what we, we had thoughts that look, we have the talent and we have the ability to be an Olympic trial swimmer um, as we are building through the season. Uh, but the, the, the real, the real focus was how, you know, let's just have a really great short course, uh, short course opportunity, great short course season based on COVID, the transitions and something that we're comfortable around. So, you know, seeing her uh, crush that hundred back, yeah. With like, when you look at the time, you're like, "Oh wow, that's really awesome and surprising," um, and really excited for it. I, I think both of us had knew that that we had the ability to to get to that point um, in, in some process. But from a from just knowing that we were going to have a good meet, you, you're, you're always hoping and you're, 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 you're crossing your fingers for, for everybody to have a great meet. You just never know how they're going to react to it's a, it's a pretty much a brand new pool. We've been to Charleston once, but not many times and the environment's different. Uh, so you're always, you know, kind of having second thoughts about, okay, can we really swim fast here? But her consistency in her training, her preparation, her focus, and then our ability and our, and our taper uh, and our preparation three weeks going into that meet, uh, she really showed a lot of signs of, of being prepared and, and ready to swim fast. And then you could kind of see it in her confidence. And was, was this a meet where you had other swimmers as well? Absolutely. Uh, so we had, I think, six or seven of our teammates there. And overall, as a team, uh, we had a real successful, successful meet. 
and it was great to see everybody there and, and, and do well. Nice. And so, so Kylie overall, you know, had, at, having had a little bit of time to reflect on that meet, what do you feel like over the past year, um, some of the biggest changes for you and your swimming, um, have been that, that went into the, those times you were able to ultimately put up in March. Um, well, we've been, one thing I know we did was we did more backstroke, which I, I really enjoyed. Um, and just, uh, like I said before, just getting stronger and focusing on like my endurance, um, and just like my physical strength. I think that really helped me. What do you think, Coach Terry? Yep. I, like I said, I think that consistency and, that I, and she does a really great job on details. Um, she does a, she does a really nice job paying attention to details in our underwaters. Our underwaters were a big uh, deal this, this short course season. And it wasn't necessarily about how many kicks, but getting stronger with getting stronger at those kicks. Um, so when you, when you look at her strengths of a swimmer and looking at coming in and being really consistent day to day, and then building on our dry land strengths, focusing on details, and then uh, spending a lot of time with how are we going to improve our walls. Um, it, it came out to, to really helping us at the end of the season. Yeah. And, and Terry, similar question for you, just having had this season of coaching um, a much a club with a much different makeup than Mac. Um, what do you feel like you've walked away with as a, just as a coach? Yeah, the ability to, to it's a couple of things, the ability to uh, spend a little more time um, focusing on being a better coach and, and, and coaching swimmers uh, was, a, was a really nice change. Um, and then throughout my, my years of coaching, I can, I can look at swimmers that I have coached and there, there's, there's many swimmers that come by and Kylie's one of them that make you a better coach. You know, swimmers can make coaches better coaches. Just watching them, you know, and understanding how they are trying to get better, some of their focuses, the details. And there's been many swimmers. So the ability to have Kylie and then a transition of some other really great swimmers to help me become a better coach because I am digging into parts of the stroke that I may not have been able to dig into when you're coaching a bigger group. Um, so that have that opportunity. And then again, lifetime staff around me from, from uh, the, the lifeguards to the, the trainers in the, in, the, uh, in the weight room to even the membership directors and all the other directors. So they support, they brought such a great support to us that I could just focus on how do we one, become better in the water. And then two, from a swim team perspective, how can we build a really great quality program uh, in Charlotte? I, I, I think I'm done. I think, <laughs> I think, I think we're, uh, it, it was great to get both of your insights, um, on just this last season. Again, everyone's experience has been so different. Um, and before we sign off today, 
any parting thoughts uh, for our audience? Terry? Yep. Uh, first, uh, we will take you up on your offer. Uh, we like pancakes in Charlotte. Uh, so we take you up on your offer to come down and, and join one of our practices and see what we're doing on deck. Um, I think we're doing a lot of great things and doing some things that are pretty special there. And then to just welcome, we have an open deck. So we welcome anybody that's around in Charlotte uh, to come by. I'm always wanting to learn from others. We're always uh, looking to continue to grow our program. And so uh, we're really excited about our future. Well, awesome. Again, thank you, Kylie and Terry, so much for taking the time to chat for a bit. Um, it was really great to hear your insight. Awesome. Thank you, Coleman. Thank you. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.